Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. How's it going, guys? Great. We lost Brad this week. Okay. I don't know. He said something about having to visit the dentist. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. I know. It's a very specific reason. But uh, no, he decided that that was important. I told him that was all right because basically we're showing him up with much better guests this week. And I think we've heard from everybody here, right? We've got Don, Daryl, and Dennis, the Triple Ds. No, not, nothing, Don. You going to hold that one in? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> but as we uh, mentioned in advance, we thought uh, this week, these are all guys that I know saw the one show, went to the one show, and some of the few that made it in to actually see the show. As about, opposed to just the races. As opposed to just the races and or sneaking in. Yeah, I guess it was us plus your dad. Yeah. That was uh, those that saw the show. So... Uh, yeah, basically what I wanted to know is what did you guys think? Brad and I, I don't know if you guys listened to last week's episode yet, but uh, we kind of gave our, our pluses, minuses, and our thoughts on the show, but what do you guys think? I thought your, I thought your um, discussion last week was, was very accurate and a really good overall recap of the show. I thought it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Are we going to talk about the two shows this week as well? We can, yeah. All right. This is your show this week, guys. You don't have to butter up the host. No. No? No, I was being honest. I told him that I told him that last week. I really felt it was really a good recap. Yeah. Now, tell us what you really think. Just did. Alright. Alright. But to be honest, I haven't heard the show yet. Okay. So I don't know what you said. That's fair. Then we'll get an unbiased uh, opinion. I went. Saturday night, like you all did. Yep. And I thought it was great. I, I found myself walking around the entire time with a smile on my face and uh, just enjoying the, all the cool bikes. And uh, just the, the general vibe of the place was pretty fun. Around the uh, Coliseum concourse, outside of the Coliseum, where they had lots of bikes displayed, that was crowded. It was a little difficult to get around. I wouldn't say difficult. You just kind of sometimes you had to kind of wait a few seconds for sure. an opening so you could keep walking. But it's not such a big deal. Down in the exhibit hall, where the majority of the bikes were, there weren't that many people. It was not a problem to get around at all. I was a little surprised that, that it was sold out and uh, that they were controlling people at least somewhat. You know, at the at the entrance and uh, exit to the to the exhibit hall at the stairwell uh, I think they could have easily accommodated more people there but perhaps they were trying to you know maintain the quality of the of the experience and make sure that it wasn't too crowded and that you would have enough room to walk around and take photos here and there of the bikes that you wanted so I thought it was great what do you think, Daryl? You had a different experience. Than that, yeah, so I had a different experience. I, I uh, so Saturday, 
I chose to go to the two show in the evening because I was going to be at the Coliseum at the one show working a booth on Sunday morning. So I had the morning shift. So I was uh, at the one show in the morning. Uh, I was there till about one, and uh, at least man in, man in the the booth. And then once I got finished working the booth, I meandered around, you know, the upper Coliseum, you know, where the, the around the Coliseum, looking at all the vendors and the bikes up there. And then I went down to the basement down there where the exhibit halls are, went through all those. So, you know, I spent, I spent a couple hours looking at all the bikes and looking at all the people and it, so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, you've been I, the last few years. What did you think comparatively? Well, I, what I liked about it is you could actually literally walk around the bikes. There wasn't so many people that, you know, in years past where they had it, found that it was pretty crowded and I couldn't really, you know, do a 360 around each bike. You know, I had to kind of wait for quite a while or there was a big crowd there. Um, there was plenty of bikes and, you know, there was a lot of diversity in bikes. You could look at just about anything you wanted. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I enjoyed the show. There was a lot of other things to look at too. They had, um, you know, different, different things going on. So, so Gerald, did you say you were there till one on Sunday, roughly? So yeah. That, is that how long it was open Sunday morning? No, it was open. I, I had a shift from nine to one at the at the booth that I was manning. So once I got done with my commitment, you know, working, then I I was able to do, you know, do what I wanted to do and mosey around, and because I already had tickets into the show for that, so. So what about upstairs? Your booth was upstairs, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the booth was upstairs. So what was the crowd like up there? Yeah, the, the crowd was good. Had had a lot of interest. Uh, you know, people coming by. We had a little spin wheel where we had questions, motorcycle questions, uh, kind of trivia questions. Uh, we had a few little handout things. Um, had a lot of interest in, uh, you know, advanced writing classes and things like that. So it was good. A lot of people came up and said how, how they enjoyed the classes and uh, really enjoyed it and things like that. So that's always nice to be able to talk to people, have good experience and, you know, and enjoying it. So Was Sunday pretty crowded? We, we all went Saturday. You know, Sunday morning wasn't very crowded. It got crowded closer okay. to the noon hour. You know what I mean? There was quite a bit more people. But, okay. Um, so I picked up. And I know about three was the plan to start doing awards and and having come, some of the builders come up. Was yeah, that one I think that it started? was one. The, okay. the builders award, I think, was at one because they were doing that when I went downstairs. Okay, they were handing okay. that out. I kind of went in there. There was a lot of people in that room, so maybe that's why I had a lot of uh, room to walk around the bikes out in on the floor. Sure, so, that, I assume that was in the stage area. Yeah, that was. It room? was in like a like a like a a room. You know, yeah. big big like a. You know, like a banquet room, right in the or middle. Something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where I would have thought they would have done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought the, um, you know, I, I like looking at the bikes, and I've always I've gone to most of the one shows. And I thought I've always really liked the bikes, but this year I felt that it was kind of a step up on the actual bikes. I actually preferred um, 
a lot more of the bikes this year than I have in the past. I thought it was just kind of a higher caliber of, of bike build. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. And um, I wasn't thinking I was going to be too much into the scene because I really like the kind of the overall scene at the other locations that has been in the past. But I, it's, it was different, but I, I still really enjoyed it being in the Coliseum. Still kind of dark and moody, and they kept it similar enough yeah. down in that lower banquet hall or whatever that is, assembly room or whatever it is. I thought the mood there was was comparable. It was different, yeah. but I don't know that it was better or worse. It was just different. Different, yeah. So I, I thought it was quite good. So getting into, you know, I was kind of talking, you got the opportunity to see some of the awards being passed out there, but what bikes did you guys like? Well, this is, unfortunately, Brad didn't go down, so it's it's timely that he's not here today because he didn't get to see a lot of those. But what, what, what were your, I mean, you don't have to pick a top number, but bikes that, that really caught your interest. My favorite was the BMW <coughs> R18 concept. I knew where you were going with that. Rolling Sands, yeah. You, you know that I've uh, taken a, a strong interest in that bike and throughout its concept and development. And I thought it looked great in person. It was the first time I ever got to see it. So I thought it was really cool. I, it's definitely a, a different take on the cruiser. And it, it is its own character. I mean, it's, it's hard to compare that with Harleys or Indians. or It's just a very different take on that style of bike. Could you call it a cruiser? I mean, I, it definitely it? has that style of, you chopper. know. A chopper. Chopper. So hmm. we're getting off topic, which is par for the course here. What's the difference between a chopper and a cruiser? I consider a chopper to have <laughs> extended forks like Easy Rider, <laughs> yeah. but I've never really thought about the definition of I a chopper. It's certainly chopped too. I mean, to, to Dennis's point, the back end was chopped. There wasn't anything but a seat and a fender. How about low rider? Would that fit more? Was it low? I didn't swing a leg over. I don't think we were allowed to. Cruiser, I think of more like a, uh, a Harley Dyna. Or uh, soft tail or okay. electroglide bagger. Yes, yeah, I think of a bagger with some of those. Perhaps it's. it's I'm not a really a cruiser guy, so I, I probably not qualified to talk about different classifications of them. But you know, I I don't see someone riding the R18 on a trip for any length of time. Okay. I suppose someone who's really hardcore would. But I don't, personally, I wouldn't ride it on, on a trip for a long time. Whereas cruisers, I think you definitely can ride them on long trips. Sure. They're comfortable. I guess that's fair. So, did that bike have one of the extremely large front wheels? I noticed some of the builder bikes, you know, I mean, I, I don't know where they get these tires like for 30 these inches or something. Obviously, they're not at my local bike shop. I don't see tires <laughs> that are like, you know, I have a. I don't know how big they were, but they looked like they were, you know, high 20s, 30 inches around. They were enormous. So, Yeah, I'd never seen that before. I don't know if, I missed the one show last year. I don't know if there was any of that style or not, but but I was surprised there was a, the number of those I saw this year. Yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. I wonder so, how they handle, you know. On yeah. The, so. Yeah, the R18 was pretty, pretty normal, oh. but size, tire size, I mean, still large, but, but there were a bunch of these custom. Right. 
bikes that had just massive, especially upstairs in the concourse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were three or four of them with just those massive tires. Just on the front or the rear? I think it was pretty much on the front. Well, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Donald? Which I saw were both. Both? Front. Okay, yeah. I just noticed that front being yes, yeah. extremely large. So Ernie kind of explained it to me one year when we were down at Laguna. And uh, we were seeing a lot of bikes running around. And I commented on that. And he explained it as being like the California influence. Okay. This large front tire on the front of a cruiser. And more vertical forks maybe the bars a little bit higher yeah it reminded me of, of somewhat of the lowrider scene in California but not really um, or the lowrider cars that have the gigantic donks. wheels with hardly any rubber on yeah the don the donk of bikes I'm yeah. sure we're offending everyone as we talk about this, but okay. So that was your favorite, Daryl. Then. Well, I mean, there was there was a lot of very. I mean, some of the paint jobs were just beautiful, you know. Okay. And it's, yeah, really, just uh, you know, some of them, you know, some of those builder bikes. You know, I mean, I could tell. I'm looking down the exhaust; it doesn't look like they've ever been started, you know. So. And that's fair. I mean, yeah. that's something we've talked about last yeah. year as well. That right. to me. Yeah. Although I'll say one of the bikes, I think I. I don't know if mock is the right word, but got got into with Brad last year was the Motomuki, Motomuchi, whatever, however you say it. Um, but they had that KTM 300 that was mm-hmm. just basically bare bones, clearly had no electronics, was, you know, halfway built. But they had that up on the concourse. I know I, at least I spent a lot of time looking at it now that it's finished. And it turns out that was a pretty freaking awesome bike by Hugo Eccles. I don't know if you guys followed that, but... Yeah, a pretty sweet bike. It was, uh, yeah, now that it's finished, you know, take back everything I said. I'm glad I was there this year. Yeah, I never, it was basically Dennis's uh, KTM 300 dirt bike, but. You'd never know. You'd never know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I saw that one. It was pretty awesome. I'll show you pictures. Okay. Yeah, it was not, it was no longer a dirt bike. I know I've, yeah, I posted on Instagram, but I'll show you here after the show. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just very custom, top of the line electronics, left and right. And it was it was well done. But uh, you know, that was one that I, I like that when you take a bike that was meant for one thing, and then build it in such a way that it's now a whole different category. I always think that that's a a cool thing. And then that was one that was a dirt bike that is now one of the coolest street bikes I saw up on the concourse, which was kind of cool to to see. Right, that torque you'd have be a freaking riot on the streets. That bike would be so much fun. Um, similarly, a couple of GLs. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impartial to GL and CX bikes. A couple, three of those there. That was nice to see. But uh, all, all pretty well done. There was that cafe up in the concourse. It was really nice. In fact, I think my dad's always been anti any modification, but even he was turned by that one. Thought that was a pretty sweet bike up there. And then two downstairs were nice yeah I, re- I really like the the custom bikes the special build type bikes but also downstairs there was quite a few bikes that were basic production bikes maybe modified just very very slightly Indians and the, the I was gonna say there was a lot of old Indians that were restorations that I really like looking at that stuff there was uh, there was the three Indians. Honda me 125 um, Mugen race bikes. I thought those were cool. So I like looking at 
you know, production bikes or race bikes or dirt bikes. So I was I was glad there was quite a bit of that kind of stuff. And I really liked the fact that there was all the brand new Indians on display that you could sit on. Really? I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. I think that is, I, I actually don't know where the opinion lies on that. What did you guys think? So last year there was the row of Indians, right, right there on the loading dock in the uh, the pickle factory. But this year it seemed like they were kind of all over and peppered throughout. What were your thoughts on that? Too much or was that totally fine, no worries, who cares, it's a motorcycle? Yeah, it's a motorcycle. All right. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, they were sponsored. Um, yeah. But when you first came down the stairs um, to the bottom down there where everything was Into the main hall there. Yeah, I didn't go to that when I first came down. That's fair. But when we left, hung around there a while. I just, I just thought that was a, a good way to do it. Now, did you that. win a bike? Pardon? Did you win that scout? No, I didn't even take the time to like oh, you didn't give him my try. name. No. Right. You don't want those emails. No, I don't mind. I just <laughs> it seems like work to me. I'm you know spend all day here writing on stuff, and I just don't care to go somewhere and write my name on stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I thought. Did, you, did anybody hit up the vintage bike? Board? I was talking to Don about this earlier. That I don't know that. He saw it, but if you go what around the know? corner from the main hall, there was an entire room full of vintage bikes. That... Uh, no, I didn't see that. Okay. I just peeked in. Uh, due to due to the circumstances where not all of us could be down there, I didn't want to Like, why are you were telling me about this? This would be vintage as in 1920s? Like, yeah, 20s, 30s, and older. Uh-huh. And mostly stock, as far as I can tell. I mean, I'm sure that there's some items that are replaced. It didn't look like all of them were even running. I could be totally wrong and the engines are rebuilt on all of them, but you know, a handful look like barn find type items that they just brought in and stored so that people could take a look at these, you know, the history of motorcycles, basically. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I really like. So I was really bummed when you told me yesterday because <laughs> I had no clue that room was even there. Totally about a week it. and a half late. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> But that's one thing I like about the two show, which we can talk about later. We can talk about now. Go ahead. What'd you like about the two show? Uh, well, uh, what I really liked a lot of the bikes there. There was not, there was a lot more than I expected. Um, in that one long, sure that un- under cover area thing. there, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but what I really liked about them is they were not heavily modified. They had their own little personal touches. Some of them, some of them were was were purely stock, and they were, you know, a lot of bikes from the '70s, which I was really paying attention to bikes back then. So I thought it was really cool looking at the bikes that I thought were cool back then. And then there was the uh, there was that old wire spool down at the end by the band, and there was um, you know a big um, wooden spool. And there was a couple. Indians and maybe a Harley up on top of those that were from the teens or 20s that were not restored That they were in pretty bad shape, but I think that stuff's cool. I like looking at those kind of bikes And some of the ones hanging on the they had some hanging up on the wall. I thought that was cool RD350 and some other stuff. And I know I mentioned it, but I was impressed with the setup for something that was just a, a roofing company by day you could have fooled me. I had to ask around to find out, if, is this the clubhouse? Is this where these guys always hang out? Is there always bikes in here? And 
that's not the case. That's that's a business that they got permission or paid or however it works to to set up a, a show in there. And it was just very well set up for what it was. Not as much yeah. room to move around as the one show, but yeah, you couldn't um, you couldn't get between the bikes, so it was kind of cramped. But that was fine. Um, and I didn't get there till probably after ten, and there was kind of a big. You know, semi-open covered building and there was a couple of Har- Harley survey cars in there which I love looking at those things old ones and maybe half a dozen other bikes but my understanding is that people who came to the show that rode there that's where they would have parked their bikes earlier in the day so I thought that was pretty cool um, you know it's it's the parking I think that's what it was absolutely um, but you could also walk around there and check everybody else's bikes assuming I mean, by the time I was there, there wasn't any hardly anything left in there. But I thought that'd be really cool. You were there a little earlier. Yeah, I was there earlier. So yeah, exactly right. So the shed was full. Yeah, the shed was pretty much full. So you could walk inside, look at all the show bikes, and then you could look at all. There was a lot of unique bikes parked underneath the shed as well, mm-hmm. and all around outside uh, the pretty big parking lot. So they were parked out there as well. So uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I. I uh, I thought that was pretty pretty good. Yeah, so I'm excited to go early next year and maybe even ride a bike there and park it inside there. Be part of the secondary show. That's right. That's always that was always the case at the one show at the Pickle Factory or any other location was walking up the line, you could see everybody's bikes. I will say that was the one thing that there was none of at the Coliseum because there was no motorcycle parking there was no specific location there was supposed to be motorcycle parking though that's what I heard too and but I did not see motorcycle parking so reviewing the the paper or whatever the the ad it it definitely just said parking okay so I don't know if previously it said motorcycle parking or if the plan was to have some form of motorcycle parking but I think basically all they had when you got there was the paid parking for the Coliseum right so I'm sure if you walk through the the uh, covered parking there, you'd see a handful of bikes. But that was with enough bikes in the building, there's no no reason to go do that. No, I thought the number two show did a good job of uh, kind of uh, reproducing the atmosphere of the original one show that was more in a uh, offbeat location, an unheated uh, warehouse, and and you go inside it's crowded there's you know the variety of different bikes including bikes hanging from the ceiling and there's a loud rock band playing on the other end and they're selling cheap beer that was yeah the one show so i saw a review in forbes magazine this week of the one show okay so i'll say one and uh i always like reading those to kind of see what the impression of uh some of the that it has in some of the national media and so like other reviews it kind of uh, compared it against the the earlier one shows and talked about Portland's weird uh, but cool motorcycle show you know and I don't know that it's that it's all that weird anymore it's just not that weird no I mean I agree it's up in the ranks with the hand-built show there's a lot of shows nationally that are very similar to the one show and have been in the local stadiums and whatnot for years and the one show is now at that caliber. It's no longer a little underground show. It is a mainstream custom show. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm still going to go. I still want to see the bikes. But 
It used to be a little underground, Portland is weird type show. Yeah, I'm like Don. I think next year I'm going to try to get uh, one of my bikes into the two show because I did not see one of my vintage Yamahas in the one show or the two show. So there was a lot of, you know, older yeah. versions, uh, but not the version like mine. So RD three fifty there wasn't. There was RD three fifties and four hundreds and small, you know, small RDs, but no. I did not see one RZ350 yeah. uh, custom built or you know powered or anything. Like they had that. my first dirt bike there. The Yamaha Enduro 80 was hanging from the ceiling. Of the two show, number two show, yeah. two show. Yeah. yeah. And they also had my first street bike there, and Don's too, the CB750F. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorites of the two show. And I know you had a Voltaco, and I saw a couple Voltacos, and I was wondering, I was thinking, man, I wonder if that's like Dennis's. Yeah, it was, there was a Persang at the two show, but mine was an Alpina. Mm. Yeah. So, for me, I think they're both of value. I think yeah, when you yeah. want the higher caliber customs and, and some of the the big money customs, let's call it. I mean, the one show still has that, and they've got a lot of it, and it's well done. There's room for both. But, yeah, because I don't know if that's the intention on the number two show was to try to... You know, take patronage or, or do what, right? Try to kind of interfere. But I I don't think that's the case. I think it's one that one complements the other pretty well. Yeah. Welcome back, Brad. Hey, guys. You're not numb? No. Right. You, know, I, I, you know, personally, I was happy with the price of the, of the one show. Initially, before going, I thought, you know, looking at it online and stuff, I was thinking, oh, this is too much money, but I would I would have been happy to pay. I guess if we could have bought the the, the Saturday all day, it was thirty eight bucks plus the fees. I would pay that um, and be happy. I think in the future. I don't know. I look at how much work it takes to put on an event like that, especially the race part with the racing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, man, this is a lot of work. For some people so mm -hmm. thanks to the volunteers for putting it on and uh i hope it's successful and they keep going that's, that's well they were time. they were talking at the racing i think all of you had left by then but they were talking next year adding in motocross on friday flat track saturday and then awards on sunday awesome to be fair it was a suggestion it was an idea well it was from tour yes it, it was not a suggestion it was a thought yeah an idea yes from the leadership of the one show, right? It's not like it was pulled from a suggestion box. It was, this is what I would like to do next year. So we don't know if that'll happen, but I think that's what keeps the one show Portland weird. Is it's got flat track at the same venue. It'll have something else at the same venue. It's got, right, those little mini bikes without suspension running around. As cool or lame as you might think they are, it's different and it's cool. They had the first electric flat track, despite the track being not the best, wasn't really flat track. You still had, you know, electric flat bikes. Track, though, if you look into it, it's not all about it being perfect. I mean, the terrains are always going to be slightly different. The mud's going to, or the dirt's going to be slightly different. I don't know if it was really that big of a deal that it wasn't flat in that regard, right? Yeah, it was a different riding style than typical flat track. How well can they adapt to the track environment? And I think that's uh, what at least the one that won the, the main heat for the pros 
was talking about having to go and make some adjustment, adjustments to his bike to be able to be competitive, and he did well. No, I like that there was flat track there, but we said it last week that if it's the exact same, I don't know that I need to pay a ticket for a ticket for that. I've seen it. If they don't make adjustments to the dirt, to the system there, something was wrong where it was just so lumpy that it was cool. I've seen it. I enjoyed being there, but if it's the same thing again next year, eh. Well, once next year comes around, you're going to want to see it again. Yep. That might be true. You got to see it once a year, I think. That is fair. I mean, 365 days from then. Of course. I'll be itching to watch it again. That's right. It's motorcycles in February when it's cold and raining outside. And loud. And loud and smelly. And you got the, the you know, the big guys on the, the, the three-wheel ATC-70s, you know, rolling around out there. And then the, the pull-start uh, mini bikes. It's hilarious. Yeah. I say that when next year comes around, you're going to be buying us all lunch or dinner because you're going to also be going to the races. So we've got a conflict because if it times out like this year, we already said we're going to the two show. And if I go to the two show in the afternoon, I'd probably want to stay till evening. So I'm hoping they're on different weekends or if um, races were on Friday night, started then or something, then I'd probably go to the one show Friday and two show Saturday. But I guess we'll wait and see how it times out. I think the two show is leeching off of the hype of the one show in its advertisement. The point is to come in at the same time and be available as well. Whether that means complimentary or supplementary, their goal is to kind of feed off of that same time, as far as I've seen the last two years. I don't see it that way. No, I think, think they purposely went up head to head with it and said, well, we got our, we got our party. This is going to be for a different crowd than that one over there. That's what I mean. They, they didn't do a very big product, uh, marketing job. I mean, I heard yeah. about it word of mouth. Everyone else I heard about it through word of mouth. So it's not like they were trying to use the, the publicity off of, That's the, fair. of the one show. But I, I too would appreciate if they had it at a different time because I think there's room for both. I would agree. And, they I, were... and my hat's off to those guys for putting it on and uh, for making uh, making another show that is accessible with no admittance, no no um, no no entry fee, and low cost beer and a live band and just great bikes to look at. And that's what the original one show was like, which we've lost now. That show has grown. It's it's beyond what it used yeah. to be. We don't have it, it won't anymore. Go back. And so these guys are picking it up and running with it. Yep, I think it's cool. Another thing I really like about the one show was the upstairs display stuff, which was, I think, pretty, a little bit higher level than in the past, kind of professional stuff, um, like the Ural display, or I'm not sure how you say your three-wheeled thing. The Arkimoto? Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. There's quite a bit of, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you call it, but, but stuff that I've never really seen at Newer the one stuff. show. Yeah. And I, I've never looked at Urals before, but I thought they were pretty cool. And so I really liked their display that was upstairs there. 
Well, so. Euro, they had zero downstairs. The Suzuki had a booth downstairs. So I was kind of, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but I agree. There was a lot of, there was more room at this venue to yeah. where now OEMs and newer stuff, not just the eclectic and the strange and the Portland were there, but the big guys could come yeah. and play in the vendor booths. I, I don't mind that either. I think that's okay. I think Portland doesn't get the International Motorcycle Show. Portland doesn't get some of these bigger shows we used to get. It's nice to have a little bit of that in the one show as well. Since yeah. it's this big, why not? And I was pleasantly surprised with how quiet it was downstairs. The the noise from the racing upstairs. I was um, shocked. Yeah. That if you just walk the concourse, it was louder than snap. But yeah. down in that room, you could barely tell there was racing only, you know, yards away. I was kind of impressed by that. Well, I kind of like the two show because it wasn't advertised and, you know, there was there was enough people and enough bikes. You could look around, but, you know, if they put an advertisement out or flyers, then that place would be overgrown. It yeah. would be too big, you know what I mean? So it's nice to have, you know, it was big enough that pretty much every bike manufacturer and, you know, so many different models, old to new, were there, you know. Um, so it had a good diversity of, you know, everything. And, you know, you could still walk around. It was a little, you know, a little crowded on Saturday evening, but, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't that bad, you know, and so. Yeah, I mean, I got there at midnight and there was like six other people, it was great. Yeah, oh, there was. I had the place myself. <laughs> yeah, I bet. They were shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> But was the Honda 90 still parked out in the corner with no, the balloons was, on it? No. Oh, that's yeah. All, that's yeah, how that I was. found the place. <laughs> that was still out there. It was a Trail 90. Trail 90, yeah. 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 Trail yellow, 90. yellow one. But there was only one or two Harleys in the covered parking when I got there. I think it was basically club members last week. We talked about that last year or last week, but wasn't much left. So I'd like to go earlier next year as well to second this. Make it a more of a, an event next year. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys for coming. Appreciate your time here. Always a pleasure. For uh, for our listeners, thanks for uh, for joining in. Check us out on Facebook. Check out the Patreon page, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Until next time, ride on. So glad you came back, Brad. I, I had to do that. Mm-hmm.